Lost Princess, sheer number 22. So how do we know that this palace is the source of negativity? Well, it's a really weird part of the story that the Viceroy can just walk in. If it's filled with guards all over the place, why has no one challenged him when he walks in? We would expect a beautiful palace housing an important king and high-ranking officials to be, really, to be strongly guarded. It seems to be really unusual. As the story says, neither the king nor anyone else asked him any questions. Says the Vilna Goran, in order to attain holiness, you have to exert a tremendous amount of effort. Just ask somebody that's had a moment of inspiration on a Shabbos morning. Oh, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to daven. I'm going to, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be good at mitzvahs. And then it just goes like with Havdalah, like goodbye, all those pure thoughts. And whenever we try and achieve something, it's always things that get in the way. But it's so simple just to lounge around and do nothing. Just look at the things in your life that you've achieved easily compared to the things that you that you know are purposeful, that are more meaningful, and how much effort it takes to do the right thing. And you think, well, why is that? So in this case, the fact that he can walk around freely with no effort at all is a really good indication that perhaps this isn't a place of holiness. When Rabbi Nachman writes that the Viceroy can walk around in this glamorous palace without anybody asking him a question, he's telling us that this is a place of wickedness, of evil. So now that he's inside this palace, what did he do? A good Jewish boy, he stood and ate from the delicacies of all the fine foods in the palace. Now tell me something. Does it matter that he stood and ate? What was he at a Shabbos morning kiddush? And there were no chairs? Was he at a buffet? Why? What's the significance? Because you have to remember this story, every nuance, every phrase is significant. Jews and food. We all know. Yeah, Yontuf, they wanted to kill us. We won, let's eat. Everyone knows that. That's a standard little quip. But Judaism is quite interesting in that food can be the vehicle to achieve holiness. Eating itself can be a holy concept. If we eat in order to have energy to do mitzvahs, to do the, the, the will of Hashem, then the very physical, animalistic thing of eating is transformed into a spiritual pursuit. Every moment of heightened spirituality is connected with food. Oh, you're saying, oh, what about Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. Yeah, we eat before and then it's finished as Yom of Dick meal. It's not as we're eating because we're hungry because we haven't eaten all day. We're meant to make hamotzi, we're meant to have a surder, a meal. It's not that you go from the holiness of Yom Kippur back to the, to the world of physicality. You stay in that physical, in that holy place by eating but eating it in celebration of forgiveness and celebration of being cleansed. Now, don't get me wrong. Hear me out. We're all on this journey to find the lost princess. Because when you go back into the kitchen on a Friday night to have that last roast potato before anybody else in the house gets there, that's not holy eating. That's filling the belly. But at least in theory, we have the concept of trying to elevate the physical side to Hashem and make it a spiritual pursuit. The Kajnitz of Magid teaches all kinds of food are elevated when they are eaten by a devoted Jew. When a Jew eats and serves Hashem with the strength derived from the meal, the foods rise from the level of the inanimate plant life or animal to the level of human. Or in the words of the Ma'ara Naim, the Halegorib from Chernobyl, again, a significant location in our time in history. 
Every single thing in this world contains a holy spark which emanates from it. Meaning that everything can be a vehicle for holiness or you can lose that spark and go in the other direction. The implication of the viceroy standing to eat contains another facet as well. One of the ultimate objectives of a Torah lifestyle is to illuminate the physical elements of life with the spirituality of the soul. In the words of, of Chabad Hasid, is to make a dira batachatonia, to make a dwelling place for God in this physical world. By standing to eat this meal, symbolically of the food rising up, of elevating the food, it was a holy act in a dark place, which also reminds us that no matter where we are, we have the potential and the ability to choose at all times, to choose between purity and impurity, the mundane and the holy. That is a choice we could do. All he could do was wait for something to happen, and it wasn't long before something did, but you're not going to hear that today. Have a very lovely day. Take care. Speak to you tomorrow.